Jordan. Oh, a spectacular move by Michael Jordan. Closing five to play in the third. Kobe. Crawford. Hogan. You are now tuned into the chat room, your favorite baller's favorite podcast. All right. Welcome back to the chat room podcast. This is episode 22. Yo, coach, Dwayne, did you think we would make it to episode 22? Like, this is crazy from when we started off. Um, Uh, In my head, I did, but we're here. So, yeah. Yeah, I agree. Just keep the ball rolling. I just didn't think that... I have to thank the NBA for giving us a bubble so that we had stuff to talk about for a few of the episodes because without that, we probably would be on waiting for season two to start. Um, So yeah, as you, as you know, I am the Senator and with me today, I got Dwayne. Got coach Francis. What's up, man? Lakers in four. <laughs> Sorry, no, no. Uh, Sa, you may want to skip this episode if you if you started to listen to it. Um, but um, today, so Coach uh, messaged me last week and says I got two special guests that I definitely want to have on this podcast. And I said, all right, let's bring them on and let's let's have some real great discussions. So I'm gonna let them introduce themselves. Tell them, tell the audience about a little about themselves, and then we're gonna jump into some, some topics from there. So, whoever wants to start. My name's Shanice Gaddison. Um, I'm not sure what to tell the people about myself. Um, I may have been known as Shanice McCoy before for listeners that know me in the basketball community. Um, I went to the University of Texas on a basketball scholarship. I'm currently back here working in Scarborough at Royal Crown. Um, academic school as the academic advisor for the sports program for basketball um so yeah that's me that's dope i'm tamar nampard um i went to seneca college here in toronto um right now i'm coaching for grade seven boys for grassroots but i did girls basketball for quite some time um I just kind of made the shift this year to kind of do focus on the younger boys and stuff like that. But it's kind of what I'm doing right now. That's dope. That's dope. And before we jump into anything, we just want to thank you for taking the time out to be on this podcast. Um, we'd, We'd like to get different perspectives. So we try to get from all different angles. So we appreciate all the information that you'll be giving us throughout this podcast. Awesome. For sure. Yeah. So let's jump into something light to start it off. Um, so what is a better binge worthy show? Money Heist, Narcos, or do you have a, another show that you think that is more binge worthy? Like a show that you, if you start watching it, you just end up watching it straight through the first day. I don't want to answer first. I'm going to answer last. But do you guys have any? I mean, I watched Money Heist. I never watched Narcos. Money Heist was, I literally had to watch every <laughs> season back to back to back. I couldn't just be like, oh, I'll catch up later. Like, I literally binged it for like three days straight and finished the whole thing. It's I was a, opposite. I was watch. opposite. I, um, I saw Narcos, but I didn't see Money Heist. But I've heard great okay, things okay. about it. So I actually okay, do okay. want to take a watch. Um, but Narcos was the same thing. And I was going for Pablo, by the way, just so everyone knows. Um, I didn't want him oh. to die and I didn't want him to get oh, caught. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys. So, it's always good to do the spoiler alert disclaimer after it's spoiled. I know. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, it is based on history. So yeah, yeah. I'm about to say everyone knows he's dead. So <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, like uh, that. That was like my, like my biggest thing with narcos is that like I'm like those that know me knows that know that I, I watch a lot of crime documentaries. A lot me of, too. Like I love my crime documentary. I love my SVU. My like everything like uh, bull. Anything that has to do with crime, I love that yeah. stuff. Right. So um, when I when I found out that they were gonna do like a, a narcos kind of stuff with like Pablo Escobar and the guy in Mexico and all that stuff, I'm like, yo, I have to watch this. And like as soon as I started watching it, I was just I was just I was just hooked. Oh, my, yep. Money heist, like these guys kind of got me on money heist because 
Senator used to always talk about it. And I'm like, okay, yo, let me go peep this out. And it's it's all right to me, but it's not like I don't know, what? like it's all right, like I just, like like I'll watch it, like yeah, I'll keep watching it. Like I like the um the unexpected stuff in it, like you know, like you, you kind of never know where it's gonna go. I like that part of it, but like the actual show, I'm like, okay, it's it's cool, but yeah, not. not uh, <laughs> Dark I've learned. Sure. I've learned not to make facial expressions when coach speaks. No, I know, I know, just, I know. I'm just. I see some, 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 some outlandish stuff, huh? but but it's what it is, you know. But um, yeah, Narcos for me is my is my binge worthy uh, thing for sure. And then yeah. and then also and then and then like if you're like like another great one is like SVU if if you guys really mess with that, but yeah. You can't binge that though. The show's 15, oh, yeah. 16 seasons. Oh, 22 seasons. <laughs> 22 seasons. 22 seasons. You can binge, you can't binge that. Oh, yeah. 22 seasons? 22 seasons, and, and they, they just did episode two. So I'm I'm caught up, man. I've seen, I've seen all of them. Wow. I'm, 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 that's <laughs> impressive. SVU is my joint. Like, that's my joint. Yeah, once like, you miss one episode, it's a wrap. It's like, it is a wrap. It is. It is. It is. <laughs> just like, that's why I stopped watching. Uh, Criminal Minds. I, I missed like four or five. Because like, there's Yo. so many different Criminal Minds. Okay, so, when they yeah. get Miami, New <laughs> yeah. York, I was like, yeah, I can't keep up. Can't keep up. <laughs> I, I, I can't do it, but yeah, but yeah, SVU is, is my joint for sure. Okay. Do it. Um, for me, Narcos was probably the last show I binged, but then for some reason, I just came to realize that I didn't want to binge shows anymore. <laughs> I'll wait. So when a show comes out, I'll keep an episode. I'll, I'll watch that, and I'll wait till next week to watch the other one. Oh, For wow. some reason, I'm not binging anymore. I'm waiting oh, wow. a week. Well, I, you're I, a, I've changed. 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 i and like when like you guys know how, how that how that leak happened like that uh, yeah. Leak, all the, so oh like, yeah, yeah so like I saved them like yeah I'm gonna watch it all at one time I, I go to go watch it it's closed they removed, like, yeah they removed is dead. I'm like no like now I, I have to sit and wait yeah. I'm like you have to wait nah like it, it 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 was sick in the sense where like everybody in the ball community or abroad or whatever was watching it at that time. Like, yeah. you know, it, 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 was, it, was, it was really cool in that, in that kind of thing. And you can kind of follow it on IG or Twitter or whatever. Mm-hmm. You can kind of see what people are reacting to it. That was kind of cool, but I was, I was pulling my hair out, man. I've become patient. He's an episodic TV. That's the, that's that old school style right there. Like yeah, every week. <laughs> I think that's why you're a fan of uh, Mandalorian too, because it goes... Week by every, week, week by week, every week by so week. Look forward to every Friday. Yeah. Um. All right. So for me, I'm gonna choose one that's not on here. Um. I did binge watch. I did binge don't, watch. Don't say what I'm saying. Gonna watch Money Heist all the time. Um. But it's Ozark for me. Okay. Oh, I forgot about Ozark. Ozark. Yes. Good show. Good show. So, really good. I, I thought you were gonna say Grace. I was about to say Grays on a different level, though, but <laughs> as a, because I know that this is a safe space, um, <laughs> my my dark my dark secret was when I started watching Grays during the pandemic, and then I tore my Achilles, mm. and I watched all sixteen seasons in three weeks. Oh my god. You see, I'm not that bad. Hey, look. Hey, thank you. I'm not that bad. Yeah, that's different. But he was forced to sit down, though. But like, yeah, that's the thing. You know, like, that's crazy. But, if, but people, but people, watch me either. Don't start. But I'm just saying, like, I'm just saying, like, my thing is always if I start a show, I have to finish the show. And then I knew there was 16 yeah. seasons, and I was like, I gotta be dedicated like that. But, yeah. but I'm a. Like coaches know me for a long time, Dwayne has known me forever. I watch TV. Like I'm a TV watcher. So um I been watched Black AF as soon as it came out, like 12 o'clock when it dropped on Netflix. I didn't sleep. I watched it all and then I slept after. Like that's no, I yeah. am. I'm, I'm, <laughs> you're different. Yeah, wow. you're different. Yeah. You're different. Definitely different. <laughs> 
Wow. It's the worst one I did was Entourage. I I watched every episode of Entourage in one weekend. Yeah, Bro, he disappears what? like that sometimes. That's what Senator does. You you don't hear from him for like three four days. You know exactly what he's doing. If you don't hear from me, if you don't hear from me for three or four days, you know I'm binge watching something. Now, if you don't hear me in five days, come check up on me. That's how. That's, <laughs> that's how it works. Fair enough. But Ozark would be my answer for that one. Ozark's Unfor- a good one. Unfortunately, there's only one more season left. Yeah. Oh, done. Um. All right, so let's move on. Let's have a let's keep it lighthearted. So, if you could have a sit down dinner with four guests, any four guests that you could invite, dead or alive, who would they be? Do they have to be basketball related? No, or it like, could be no, anybody. 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 Anybody in the world. Yeah. Or past that passed on. Mm. I don't know. That's hard. It was hard. I thought about it. I thought about it, and I did come down to four, but it was still so so hard. It's tough. It's tough. Um, my first was Bob Marley. Okay. Um, my second was Kobe. Anyone that knows me knows that's my guy. Um, and I loved how he was just so full of knowledge and how much he put into the women's game. Um, so I'd want to prick his brain on so many levels. And then the Obamas, um, Michelle and Barack people that are full of knowledge also, but in a different sense. Um, those are my four, but man, there was like at least a hundred more people that I could think that I'd want to sit with. That's a, uh, it's a good. tough one. It's a tough yeah. one when you really think about it. You know what? Now that I think about it, I would want to sit down with the Obamas, obviously, because like they went through something that's like a first in everything. Yes. It would, it's something to hear what their experience was politically and personally. Mm-hmm. Someone from my personal life that I want to bring to that table just to see how their knowledge and that person's knowledge would be like Craig Walker. He he was my coach when I was at Seneca. Mm-hmm. And like he's someone that's very like important in my life mm-hmm. and very impactful. So I would want to have him at the table. And I would say LeBron because he gets so much backlash for who he is as a person but like in his personal life i feel like people don't give him enough credit for the stuff that he does off court facts yeah facts no we we have that discussion all the time like he he's to me he's not the greatest to me but what he's done off the court (laughs) it makes him if not the greatest tied for the greatest with uh russell like, you know, like, just, just their, their, their stuff they've yeah. done before is just crazy, right. crazy, 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 right? But, yeah, no, nah, I rock with that. So you, got, you got the Obamas, you got, all right, that's tough. So mine would be, um, so my first one would be Barack. Uh, my, my first one. My second would be Dr. Dre. Um, mm-hmm. Just because, you know, business mind, mm-hmm. what he's gone through, like, you know, with, like, and NWA and just everything he's done with that. So, like, I... Like, you know, like, like that, that's crime, right? So, like, I'm I'm in on that. Mm-hmm. And then my last two would be, like, my Laker connection would be definitely Kobe, without a doubt. Uh, as, as you said, like, anyone who knows me either, like, they know Kobe is my yeah. guy. You know what time and, it is. Yeah. And then, and then if you really, really know me, you know that my other guy is Magic. So, those are, that, that would be my four for sure. Magic, Kobe, Barack. Dr. Dre, I think it would be very uh, insightful, well-rounded. Mm-hmm. You got you got you got four people who kind of been through a lot. Um, yeah, so yeah, that's my four. That's a that's a dope four. Yeah. All right. Um, I'd have to say for me, um, Neil deGrasse Tyson, just very insightful man, very smart. Um, Michael Jackson. And everyone knows, like, who, who knows me? They know me and Michael Jackson. It's just, he's got to be at that table. I want to pick his brain. So, so um, would he be there just singing or what? No, man. Yo, he's not <laughs> stupid. <laughs> acting like he doesn't have a brain. He's a very insightful guy. He's a very insightful guy. Believe you me. Don't let him fool you. The way to be like, the moonwalk. That's not all he's, that's not all he's, he has. Can you teach me how to moonwalk? I've been trying my whole life. Can't get it. I'll be part of it. I'll ask for a lesson. I'll ask for a lesson, but. We will have a conversation. That's um, funny. <laughs> I would have to say Frederick Douglass. Definitely. Yeah. 
okay. would want to pick his brain. I mean, vast amount of knowledge he'd probably share with us. Mm-hmm. That'd be incredible. And um, the last person I would have to say is, yeah, Barack. Just the type of person he is, what he accomplished. He's swaggy, like a He's, swaggy, yeah. Yeah. intelligent, I think, I think, like. Yeah. I think yeah. everybody, I think Barack would be at everybody's Till this team. Day, <laughs> till this day, he's still getting picked apart for that beige suit. That suit was fire. Yeah. <laughs> it was, bro, it was, so, was fire. so fire. Like, like, bro, I'm like, yo, that suit is tough. It was. <laughs> he's still getting picked apart. That's crazy. crazy. But yeah, he's swaggy. Um, I listened to everybody's list, and I've been thinking about this since I asked the question. Um. My own's going to seem a little weird, but there's a reason behind everybody. So first one would be Bob Marley. Um, I would also, one of the main, one of the questions I'd ask is how was it playing with, because I had a cousin that was in the expanded whalers, not when it was just, not when it was just two of them. Um, And just hearing stories about like my family member that I didn't actually get to meet, but knew, played with him. Um. Two would be Muhammad Ali, uh, have those conversations about you almost sacrificed your whole career and became even more influential after that than beforehand. Um, Prince, because Prince was one of the people to tell everyone, tell the industry to kiss his ass and just bet was himself and is legendary. And my fourth one, this is one that's going to be kind of weird would be Chris Brown. And the reason why there's a reason why, but listen, listen, I told you, I told you, that's why, that's why I waited till the end. That's why I waited till the end. So the reason why my, uh, it'd be Chris Brown is if you look at everyone that I chose, they've all, had to go through a certain level of hardship. And Chris Brown had to go through one of the most, he was, they had him on the path of being like the next MJ before before the incident happened, right? And then then all the PR issues and all that stuff in in the social media world, right? And then having, how was he able to get out of all that situation and still become the impactful artist that he still is at this point, musically. Right. So that's the reason why, like these people would give you different perspectives of the hardship that they'd had to had to go through and still making it out and still being legendary after. So okay. told you it was going to be weird. The fourth one, I knew <laughs> I knew I was going to get uh, as soon as I, I was said like, let's see lo- where he's going with this. Yeah. <laughs> as soon as I looked at it, I looked at everyone's screen just to see who was going to be first <laughs> facial reaction. I saw. <laughs> All right. Uh, Quickly, let's just jump into the NBA draft and free agency and trades. And we're not going to go into major details. We don't have to do all that on this one here. We want more get into this, you guys' stories too. But what um, shocked you about any of the free agent uh, news that you heard, any trades that you heard, or how do you think of some of the draft picks? Uh, I'm going to start. The biggest shock to me, I was like, I don't, I don't even really want him. But the biggest shock was Montrez Hill leaving Clippers, going to Lakers. That everyone, was, I think everyone. That was the biggest shock. Like, yeah, honestly, he, he he doesn't fit with what the Lakers want to do because Lakers want to spread the court. He doesn't fit. Yeah. So like, it would it would have been better to give that same contract to Ibaka because Ibaka got two years, nineteen million. He got the same as that contract. I, I would rather Ibaka, but. In the sense, whereas like you're making your team stronger and making your rivalry weaker, so, so like so like with 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 that move, like I, I get it, but I was completely shocked when it happened because there was no like with all the beef that was going on with the two LA teams and all that stuff, all that like all that all that stuff going on, like I didn't think anybody on the Clippers was gonna leave to go to LA, yeah, or go yeah, to go to yeah. Lakers. I didn't I didn't see that. If he left, maybe Houston or wherever, but like I didn't see that happening. So that was a big shock. Make them still. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Pat Bev's big... reaction let everyone know. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then, like, he, he left, and then he left us, and then Jamichael Green, who didn't really get much playing time, whatever, but he left to go to Denver. So, like, they, they lost, like, two players who was a part of that kind of wolf pack, whatever going on. But, um, 
uh, yeah, that definitely shocked me. Um, what else kind of shocked me? I think. Um, I think it was weird that Chris Paul's in Phoenix. Like they keep trading him, but he's such a good point guard. Yeah, I think. I think OKC. The, I don't know what. Like honestly, like they're just. They must have something that we don't know because they're. They, they have like every draft pick for the next five years. Yeah, yeah. they're loading <laughs> up. Like, they're loading yeah. up. So like I, I don't yeah. know. I like he's such a reliable point guard, but he will help every year team. he's traded. Yeah. And, like, I, I don't get what OKC did because, like, you had CP3 who was kind of mentoring and bringing up um, Shea. Which Shea and all that, yeah. Great, but, like, now you're going to put him with Devin Booker and they're not going to be a great team. They'll, they'll probably they'll, they'll, they'll be a fringe playoff team again. They're, they should probably make playoffs. Like, maybe between them and Portland, maybe they'll make that eight yeah. or whatever. But, like, um, like, I get it. You want to get Devin Booker better, but, like, that wasn't a trade, like, if I'm Chris Paul, I, mm-hmm. I, I don't want it. I don't. I, I don't. I don't want that trade because now you're pretty much there for next what another year or two years. Your career is done. You're not gonna be a championship contender. So it's like, what are you gonna? Yeah. Do? But if you're, I think the OKC GM is is drafting straight out of high school. Like I think he's scouting high school more than he is university because. You must see Every, because see all they're doing is hoarding draft picks. Like yeah. that's all it is. Like it's. I think they have. I think over the, the few years, trades, the trades that they years. have, they have like fifteen draft picks. In yeah, years. like that's crazy. Wow, wow, three three years you got fifteen draft picks. Wow, and you only get you only have to get two draft picks a year. Right. <laughs> like think about that. You only, <laughs> you only get two a year. Yeah, that's like they happen. Like so who said all these crazy? <laughs> It's, it's, yeah, I just think he's not looking at anytime soon. I think he has a guarantee that uh, if he can bring up, gets a bunch of good players, like young players, they're looking like five, six years, not now. Because I think they know that they have no chance within the next two years. So why don't you focus on building a team after that? And then, because they traded, they traded, um, I seen the image, yeah, Chris Paul, and then they got, Ubre and traded Ubre to Warriors for draft pick. Like it's, it's like, bro. bro like there's image out. Of, yeah, but like, of, like, how long are you gonna really wait until your team's good? Like you're just gonna keep trading people away. Clearly, they don't care at this point. <laughs> if it's four like, years, five years, years, they're in it. They're in yeah. it for the long haul. They just don't know when COVID's ending. So they're like, we might not have fans for the <laughs> yeah. next three years. So we don't need a good enough team. Like, at this point. Nope. Yeah. yeah, nobody's gonna boo us. It's okay. Like, but like I, I see the image of the day on, on on IG where it's like the the top six guys from their roster from last year. So like, um, everyone's gone except for Chris Paul. He's always got. Steven Adams. Shy is the only one left. It's just him. Um, friggin- yeah. I'm, yep. I'm Steven like, Adams. Uh, uh, Nerlens Noel is gone. They're all gone. Top six roster guys from last year. They only brought back Shy. Everyone else is gone. Donald, That's it. Everyone's gone. That's That's crazy. He's averaging 32. That's crazy. He's That's averaging 32 crazy. next season. Bro, like they're like that, that, that. That's tough, bro. That's like, no one to share the ball with, just him. <laughs> just him, bro. <laughs> they have zero faith in their program. They're just like, fuck it, we'll start over in five years. They've yeah. gone through one of the craziest transformation from the KD, Harden, Ibaka, Westbrook time to now, and it's, and just it just keeps it just keeps going. Like it's it's like all right. Um, I think, well, as a Raptors fan, I'm happy Fred's back. Um, I was going to say that. That's a good signing for the Raptors. I still want my jersey. I appreciate it, guys. Um, uh, that was, that, that was huge for Toronto, man. Huge. Like, that was I huge. I would have bet, I would have bet everything that he would have left for the max. Oh, yeah, definitely. We all were, like, a lot of people say he was gone. Like, gone, you know, yeah. We didn't think he was going to stay. Yeah. But, the Knicks or any other team. No one wants to play for the Knicks. I was reporting, like, well, not I, I was reporting, but I was seeing reports that I was reported that he was like close to getting like the max from Chicago. Yeah. Really? So, like, I'm not. He sure would have been the third star. I'm not sure he would have got the max. Like, come on now. 
Star, Star Wars this, doesn't have one star, man. Come on. Yeah, this this seems more like a loyalty thing. Like he knows my guy, he knows the city, for sure. He knows the culture, and he, exactly. it's just more loyalty. I want to be here for the yeah. loyalty and and just and just being comfortable in in the whole situation for sure. Yeah. I also think it helps that for next season they're not playing in Toronto. Yeah. Um, I think yeah. it's. Yeah. I think it helps it at least for that one, like for the year, because mm-hmm. at least he can bring his family in, right? Because exactly. if he, you can tell, he's a really family oriented guy. Like guy. Yeah. he, he played like crap when his wife was pregnant, and then once that baby was born, he went oh, crazy, mm-hmm. right? Shout like, out to Fred Junior is all I said during the playoffs. Shout <laughs> <laughs> out to Fred Junior because that guy gave him the juice. Yeah, I, you, you, he was. It was like he, every, the games before that, he knew it was coming up to the date when she was supposed to have the baby, and it was just on his mind every yeah. time he like shot Pretty whatever. Focused. Yeah, and then once the baby came out, he was like, "All right, all right back I'm to doing, what I do. Back to what I, I do." Now. Yeah. I can hoop free now. Yeah, 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 for sure. I would, I would say the um the craziest, <laughs> the craziest um deal that happened recently was Gordon Hayward, a Hornets, a hundred and twenty million dollars. In Not what one. universe is this guy still not a max player? player. <laughs> Am I missing something? Am I the only one that thinks no. he's not a max player no. anymore? No. Like, he's not that guy. No, I mean, he's I been mean, injured not, for all the years. He's not, I mean, okay, okay, he's not that guy, but you have to look at Charlotte, like, their their whole situation. Who are they giving the money to? Yeah, as I said, like, you, you, you gotta look at the whole situation. Like, they're not gonna attract huge name free agents so like what they're gonna need is they're gonna need like blue blood guys who are gonna come in do their job work gonna work. you know like th- that's what they need so gordon hayward is one of those guys where he might not be 25 26 point per game guy but any given day he, he can drop you 30 he's a professional he's gonna work he hard. just needs everybody on the next team to have equality on the back of his jersey because anybody <laughs> in the ball that guarded him with the word equality on the back, he was going to work. Any other, any, other, any other message? Nah. But equality? Uh, he'll, That's funny. They're going to live and die with that contract now, so it is what it is at this point. But, but I mean, I mean, they, they pay a lot for him, but if you look at it, like, they still have max contract money. Like, they're not paying anybody on that, on that roster because they, yeah. they, they, they yeah, got rid of Kemba. Yeah. They got rid of Kemba. Mm-hmm. Right? They're not really paying... Like that, that team is all young guys. Like PJ wasn't the higher one before that. Uh, Rosier, just his contract was like, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. and then he lost like his starting job to. I was gonna say, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, um, so, so like they're they're talented. I'm not sure they're they're a playoff team, but I like Atlanta. It's, just, it's right a culture now. thing more for them. Culture yeah. for sure. Yeah. I, I like Atlanta right now. I think. I'm not saying I'm not saying that I'm not, not saying that they're going to be serious contenders, but I think that they're making small moves to actually sure. be a lot better. Um, I think Dan, uh, I think Gallinari being picked up is a good pickup for them. They just, uh, they just offered uh, uh, Bogdanovich. Bogdanovich. So if they can add him to that to that to that unit, that should be really good. I've never liked Atlanta, so I don't care what the moves they <laughs> I have I haven't liked Atlanta even when they had um yeah. um they um what's his name in the eighties. Uh Wilkins. Um, Wilkins. I haven't liked them since then. I don't know why. I don't know why. It's just a thing with Atlanta. <laughs> but mm-hmm. ever since Dominic, I and from, from from that till now, I have never liked that team. Well, you just don't like Atlanta. You didn't like the. You didn't pay attention to the Gucci Jeezy versus. You oh no! No, was, no, man. <laughs> there's one point six million people on Instagram watching Gucci and Jeezy in the same I, and room. And I definitely wasn't one. Of them. <laughs> I was and, there. I was. I'm, I'm with. I you. wasn't I, one of them. I didn't either. want me either. I. Um, just, just, the music is just not for me. That's all. I, I, I'm I don't, not, not really a trap person. Yeah, it's not for me. What I mean, it's like, um, Twitter gave me enough information. I didn't even need to. Yeah. It. I just. <laughs> Scrolled through Twitter and I was like, okay. No, nah, yeah, there, there, there was like three classic moments in there, and we and in our group chat we were going crazy while it because we actually thought like, I didn't think it was gonna happen. There's everyone, one, everyone. So every, yeah, so every, we all thought that um, was like, Gucci yo, wasn't like, gonna do his diss track to Jeezy. That's like real beef, like. Real, and then it happened yeah. live. No, I know the man had a. 
thing on his head, a target on his head, like. Yeah, and like, said, real, real but deep. the worst part was after I he said, performed it. On, yeah, lock. I'm like, yo, what? You can't say. <laughs> you can't, can't say, say that, that. Like, put that in the dirt. Smoking on pookie lock. <laughs> yes. Yo, like yo, like. Man said he didn't smile, care though, and he nah, didn't he sit didn't. down the entire time. <laughs> he was lit. He, like, he, he was. He was lit, bro. Like, Gucci just needs a better um, oh, hype crew to go with him because if you're performing 20 songs and they only get hyped to like one or two, it, it doesn't help. It doesn't look good. It doesn't look good. Because like I'm at, I'm at home and like I'm I'm not the biggest Gucci fan. I'm more of a Jeezy fan. And I'm at home and I'm watching it. And I'm like, mm-hmm. but I know this track from Gucci. I know this track. I'm like, it, this hit off a little bit different. So I'm like getting hype while listening to it, but then I look over at his cr- crew, and his crew's not hype. So I'm like, all right, I guess I gotta calm down. I should be the, I shouldn't I'm be hype. this hype. Yeah, I got, I just gotta look like a cool guy while watching it. So, but yeah, Dwayne, uh, stop hating on Atlanta. It's lit. Um, <laughs> but yeah, um, so yeah, so yeah, kind of, kind of chopping like you guys talk about the verses and stuff. I, I got a question for the two guests. Um, like, who's been the toughest matchup you guys have had over your playing career? Ah, that's that's a hard one. But my earliest memory um, was Sasha from Triple Threat. Shout out to Sasha. Um, because we were kind of the same crafty point guard. And every time I knew I was going to play her, I knew I had to bring it. Because she was going to bring it. Um, and then on the boys' side, shout out to Jabal Miles. Um, I played one-on-one with him a lot, mm-hmm. like a lot. Um, and if you know Javal at all, you'll know that he doesn't care if he's playing a three-year-old or he's playing a girl, boy, it doesn't matter. He's going to go hard. Um, so for me, having to actually create off of someone being physical, way more physically stronger than me um, to get to the basket to shoot kind of helped me. So when I played girls, it was like, food. It was yeah, like, all right, yeah. like, you know, yeah. they're definitely not as strong. They're not as fast. So... Yeah, but Sasha. Sasha was the toughest. I'd say, honestly, my toughest matchup when I was playing in college was when I would play Algonquin and there was a player named Sandra Bosco because we kind of played the same position. We were always going at each other and we weren't like the typical bigs. Like we were agile bigs. So it's like we were... Moving. required to do so much more for our team so our teams basically kind of rode our back so it's like we're always constantly going at each other going at each other yeah. and then years after we like graduated we like we were really good friends like we played on women's teams together because we're just like yo like we spent so many years going at each other's necks like we literally know each other's games <laughs> energy energy that's what's up yeah that's tough i mean yeah so like both you guys both had pretty uh pretty historic careers, whatever, in high school basketball, college basketball, whatever. Um, what were some things that, that you guys kind of, um, that, that kind of stood out for you guys uh, playing ball in Toronto? Like, you guys were kind of part of that, um, that, 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 that hype. It was a historic, it was a historic, yeah, era. Um, the, the beginning stages me, of like that, all that, yeah. For me, I feel like the biggest thing was all the talent was in the city. So now, um, with prep basketball, even guys going overseas or girls going overseas. Um, everyone was here. There was no such thing as people leaving. Um, so we played the best competition, the games, the energy, the atmosphere, like yep. it was live, you know, yep. like everyone looked forward to games. Um, and the community was just bumping. Like the ball yep. community was bumping. You were good. You were known. Um, there wasn't any like violence. It, I don't know. Like it was just a time where, um, it felt like Toronto was on the rise for basketball. Um, like doors were opening, you know, people were getting scholarships, you know, social media wasn't really big for us um, mm-hmm. like it is now. So it was huge when someone signed, you know what I mean? So yeah, that, that's what kind of stood out. The biggest kind of social media at that, that time was uh, Hoop Town GTA. Hoop Town GTA. You know, you would go on there and check your stats. Trust me. Facts, bro. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I think I think our benefit was that we weren't so reliant on the social media part of it that we didn't play to be like, oh, I need to make this mixtape or I need to we just played because we're like, yo, we're earning our respect on the ball court and it wasn't about like who gets a mix or whatever. So I think that was our benefit from our time that 
we just literally played ball to play ball. And us having all the talent in the community was like, we're literally competing against the best of the best every single day. And it wasn't like, oh, we guys are only good because such and such is away at school. Like, no, like it was every day was a dog fight. And I think um, back in our times, we had to hoop it up. So it was like, yo, if you were a youngin and you went to hoop it up, you're, yeah. you're playing against grown women. And you're like, yo, if I can play against grown women, when I go back to high school, it's baby food. Like, this yeah. is nothing. Like, yeah. I played a woman that was like 40 years old on the weekend. Like, this is nothing. <laughs> so it was like, it was so lit when you would win against grown women and then go to high school and be like, yo, I'm nice. Like, I was playing against big woman thing, like, you know? Yeah. So this is light work to me. Like, look, so that, big- that was good from the time that we were playing ball when we were younger. We weren't so reliant on the politics of basketball. I think right now, basketball is very political. Yes. When it should just be let the athletes be athletes and stop trying to mm-hmm. pinpoint yeah. and They're generate like all this stuff. They're like property. Yeah. Yeah. They're like, like property, unfortunately. The yeah. thing that, I've, that, I, that, I, that I remember from those times is just like, as you guys mentioned, this, this whole social media stuff, like, if you weren't there at the game, you're just hearing stories of what happened at the game, you know? And like, you like, don't, you did not you want that. Yeah, you did you not want to be the person that game. wasn't at the game. Yeah, yeah. So, like, so, so like everyone was there, visiting, man. I remember visiting, Yeah, which like, forced people to come out to watch yeah. games. It wasn't like, oh, I'll catch it on later. I'll get the highlights. No, people were like, you don't you miss this game. Yeah. You missed the game, you're going to regret it because everyone's going to be talking about it and you weren't there. Facts, 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 facts. No, that's that's something that I vividly remember, like watching, like, like going off and watching like those. Oh games man! And, like, yes. Oh, like I think I think the biggest thing, the biggest thing that I remember, like, is um, like when this is like when social media kind of kind of just started taking off was when uh, Pickering High played Eastern in Opsa finals. Yes, I was there. And, and the Vol hit that shot. Yep. Right, and then and then that was kind of like. Like, like that that was the first time that I seen like a video of the, like, of the moment and like how that kind of took off, you know. Like that was, that was the first time I seen like, yo, this this could be something, you know. And yeah. um, but like if you weren't at that gym and you, and you didn't see that, you, you didn't kind of experience mm-hmm. that 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 going on, like you the video didn't do it no justice, right? No, so no, so, yeah, so you couldn't even was, breathe in that atmosphere. Yeah, it was yeah. like it was crazy. Yeah, can't even explain it. Yeah. And even now, social media like. You'll see someone's mixtape and then go see them play in person. You'd be like, "What the girl?" Heck? <laughs> Let me tell you. The biggest thing, the biggest thing as a coach, like, 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 we get we get recruiting videos all the time, right? So, like, I met yeah, all the time we get recruiting videos because obviously, like, if COVID didn't happen this year, like, we would have posted national, so we're getting like tons of recruiting videos, tons. right? So, like, and like the biggest thing that we always say is that, like, yo. You shoot perfect in a, in a recruiting video, so like you don't show like like in a, in a recruiting video. Like obviously you show like all the big yeah. videos, the ones the, that like, you're all making, the songs, all the ones you yeah. Make. So, I'm like so like the first first thing we always, we always ask is like yo, I need to see a half like send me a half of your game or send me a send me a, a, a link. Yeah. A, a I don't video. want a mixtape. I don't want to mix like, send me yeah. the whole game so I see what yeah. you did the whole yeah. game. Oh, definitely. Because, because you can make anybody look like it's crazy. You can make yeah, anybody. but like I don't, I, <laughs> but I don't want to look bad. So like, if I, yeah, I get if I, it. Yeah, if I can give you my two good shots that I made in the in the game and I took twenty, yeah, I'm putting those two good shots on there. It's just like it's just like a resume. You don't put the job yeah, that you, you don't put the job that you did horrible in. But these kids, they come so reliant on these mixtapes yeah. that they really believe like. Okay, my mixtape is sick. I don't need to work hard because I can just present it to this person that I'm not. Kind of coast. I'll get there and then, yeah. But you don't yeah. produce. Yeah. Rankings. Rankings is another thing that I found um, that was so like they took it so seriously. Um, yes. And for us, it was kind of like you know, like I left in grade twelve as a number one point guard, but like I found that out after the fact. Like it was not a thing mm-hmm. for me. Um, but mm-hmm. now these kids are like. I'm ranked number three on MPH and I'm yeah. and you're watching them play and you're like, you shouldn't be ranked at all. You should, exactly. You should not like this is gassing you so much that you think you're nice. And I just yeah. I can't. Like I just can't. And those are the kids who are not coachable. The ones who like predicate themselves on being ranked. Yes. They think you can't tell them because they're like, yo, I'm hot shit. Like I'm ranked. You can't yeah. tell me nothing. What else do I need to learn? And they're like, 
okay, that carried up <laughs> onto across the border, and you're just Mr. Canada or Mrs. Canada to them because you're, you're just another number. So you, you can't bring that mentality that you bring cat here in Toronto where you walk around your hot shit. You go over there in the U.S. They don't that, care. Like they don't care. They're just gonna replace you. Yeah. <laughs> you can't take away my number. Bro. If I'm number three, I'm number three. <laughs> <laughs> They do not I mean, care. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, the whole social media stuff—it's—it's done a tremendous like uh, service to the basketball community because it's grown basketball oh, for sure for a long time. But it's also the the service to the youth because now it's like you're kind of putting these guys in the, the kids in a position where like if they're not ranked, they feel that like they're trash. If they're ranked, yeah. they feel like yeah. they're good. You know, so it's like yep. it's like. It's kind of really making it really important that these kids have like a solid support system behind them, either their parents or the community or whatever, or they have a coach that really like looks out for them and say, you know, listen, yeah. like, you know, like I know your number is this, but you should be doing X, Y, and Z to get better, you know, like mm-hmm. as opposed to kind of just having their mind predicated on uh, shoot, I'm rankings number, and number yeah, no, it's true, man. It's you a know? blessing. Yeah. It is, yeah. Facts. It goes with everything though, because it was like yeah. Instagram likes was when you could actually yeah. see the numbers like True. if you posted a video and you didn't get there's such anxiety that comes with with the younger generation where it was like yeah. if they posted a video and they didn't get this amount of a likes, amount of likes yeah. they just, they'll delete it and yeah. then repost it later like what yeah. the heck brand new hashtags with the video and, every, <laughs> and, and everything Maybe another filter yeah. <laughs> yeah i mean it's um what were those what was that aha moment for you guys when you guys realize that you were both mentally and physically prepared for that next level? Um, for me, I remember it was my grade 12 year, maybe grade 11. My memory's not too good. Um, but I remember we went down to the States. We went to the Deep South Classic. We went every year in April. Um, we knew this is our time to basically shine. We didn't have what the prep schools have where coaches are coming down to watch you. No, no, no. You had this time, you know, coaches are going to be there. You got to do your thing. Um, so I was being recruited at that time by a few schools and, um, we were playing like a top, (laughs) top ranked team, some U S team. I don't remember their name. (laughs) Um, and I know the point guard was sick. Like their whole squad was supposed to be like D one athletes. So we knew it was going to be a game. So obviously they had coaches there who were recruiting them also. Um, So the gym's packed, packed with coaches, packed with people. Um, And I just remember it was a super, super close game. And I had picked up the guard like full court. And she like laughed, like kind of did this like, like, what is this girl doing? Um, And if anyone knows me, I loved defense more than I even loved offense. So I'm here like, yo, I'm about to lock this girl up. Um... And I remember just guarding her and I beat her to the spot and got an open uh, floor charge. Gym went crazy. Momentum changed. Then I came down, gave her like an in and out crossover and a float over her big. <laughs> Boom, we went up. And I was like, yo, these girls can't talk to me. Oh, they're cool. These girls can't talk to me. <laughs> that was my moment. I was like, yeah, these girls can't talk to me. I'm locking up their best guard and I'm scoring on their big like they can't talk to me. Um, so, yeah, I, I mean, that was the moment for me. Um I remember, I think it was Indiana that called, like, my dad, who was my coach, uh, Chris Mulling, and they were like, you know, coach, yo, she reminds me of um, Pondexter, like, she's sick, da-da-da-da-da. Um, so after hearing that, I was like, okay, like, you know, I, I think I have the it factor uh-huh. to make it where I <laughs> want to be. Have the battery in your back, you're ready to go. <laughs> Energizer buddy, man. <laughs> she got, she got, a, got a charge and got charged up right after. Was I was like, this girl thinks she's going to rock me? Yeah. Here's the spot. Funny. I was like, uh, I'm in your head now. Let's go. Canadians coming out. The talent. We're, we're so talented now. Where these Americans, they can't look down on us anymore out here. You, you just can't. Yes. Yes. Oh, man. That was so big. That was so big. Like anytime yeah. we walked in and they knew like we were a Canadian team, it was like, yeah, like they're yeah. Off, that's exactly you know, right. Oh, yeah, and we're looking at like, are you serious? I'm probably black and blue. Like, <laughs> so um, I found that out going to Texas too. Like went down there, they're like, they're black. 
play basketball? Like, there's talent in Canada? Do you know Drake? I'm like, we're not doing this. <laughs> Some valid, yeah, I think my aha moment was my rookie season in college. Because, again, like, for me personally, anyone who knows me when I was in high school, I was, like, a rowdy kid, like, just got in trouble, like, whatever, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and, I mean, I had coaches who were, like, yo, she can ball, so, like, we're not going to force her to be disciplined or whatever. But when I got to college and when I met Craig, he was, like, you can ball, but I'm going to push you to, like, your extreme. So, me going in there as a rookie, he was, like, the team's on it's your back. Wow. Like, lead them. And I was, like, no, no, wait and it was in playoffs we were in playoffs and we had gotten bronze whatever but I was just just playing like you know just from the whole year of learning all the stuff that I learned from him and applying it to my game it wasn't until after the game that some reporter they had out there was like do you know you had 20 points and 19 rebounds? I was like, whoa, that many boards? I was like, whoa. That's what even happened. He was like, you didn't realize you were doing it? I was like, no, like, I was just playing ball. Like, he, so I was just, he was just like, yeah, like, you did that so effortlessly. Like, what was going through your mind? I was like, nothing. I was literally just laughing. So, so from there, I was like, yo, like, as a rookie, I can do that. And then I was rookie of the year, and I was like, and then from there like I just kept challenging myself to get better year after year after year and I was just like whoa like I'm really good at this like I'm really good but I just wish that when I was in high school I had coaches like Craig to push me which means I might not have went to Seneca but mm -hmm. I wish that coaches would have pushed me to be like yo you're better than what you're you're giving me you're just mm -hmm. giving me half effort but it was a great experience. Like three best years of my life at college. Amazing. Amazing. It's super dope. <laughs> I think my most is five rebounds. <laughs> that was your aha moment? That was my aha moment. I pulled in the fifth one. I was like, yo, I can I'm really ready for this I record. I was I was never <laughs> I was just kind of the guy that gave you the hustle. If I was if I had an open shot, I'll take it. But I was never the guy where it's like, no, let me I need like twenty, I need ten. Just I was I did I was an in between dude. I was in between dude. Yeah. You're important. <laughs> you're in yeah. you're important. No, Let me tell you, you guys. Those you off the stats players, <laughs> oh man, they're important. True. Like even even right now at the college level, like one of our most important guys who are like he's like the blue guy, Jamie. Like this this dude. He never, he never asks you for anything, but he'll, he'll give you a share of his back. He'll, he'll, mm. we, we played Humber la, two, uh, two years ago in uh, Nationals. We played, played Humber. And Humber had friggin', they had friggin' Kenny Edgem. They have all these athletes, like 6'4", 6'5", 6'6", 6'7", 6'8", 6'9", 7 feet. All these athletes. Jamie is our starting center. He's 6'3". He's our, our starting center, 6'3". Wow. He finished the game. We finished the game of 20 and 20 at Nationals, and we Jeez. beat Humber at 6-3. Wow. Went to work. 20 and 20 at Nationals versus Humber, and they have all these athletes. Also, like, <laughs> all like, effort. That's, that's what those effort like, guys. Effort guys. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Whose man is that? I was that, that. I was that bro. That was that, bro, because cause, 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 like, he's not – like you look at our roster, and you're like, okay, well, they got like three guys. From, usually our three guys from the U.S. are like, really good. Like, the mm -hmm. guard average like 26 a game, whatever it is. But he's one of those guys that go under the radar, and and as as um as you guys were saying, like that person who's just out there is working. They're very, very, very important, man. Very, very important. important. Anyone who's hearing this, man, Jamie, you're hearing this, you right. know what it is, man. You've he's both very, been very involved important. with women's um athletes at the prep level. What are your thoughts on the whole prep scene and how did it blossom in Toronto and mm -hmm. throughout Canada? Um. I honestly, at first, when I first, so I just came back from Texas in 2017. Um, so I got back into coaching under uh, my dad for like OBA at first. Um, so I got launched into the prep scene last year um, as a head coach. And for me, at first, it was like a culture shock because these kids um, kind of walked around kind of entitled, like they were supposed to be there, um, like their shit didn't stink, that they didn't have to work hard. Um, <laughs> And so I was like, what is this? <laughs> like, what is this? Um, so, I mean, the good thing with my team, it wasn't too bad, like, on the girls' side. Mm -hmm. um, 
but I nipped any little bit of it in the butt. Like our top um, athlete, <laughs> I was just like, listen, you haven't signed a scholarship yet, eh? Like, I don't care if you're ranked first. I don't care if you're ranked second. Okay, you have no offers. You have interests. There's a difference. Yeah. No one has literally said, listen, I want you to come to my school. Um, and I think from having that conversation conversation with her, uh, it set the tone. And she kind of brought the energy to the team where it's like, okay, we have to work hard. There's a certain level that coach is expecting X, Y, and Z. Um, with all of that being said, I think it's amazing. Though. Um, I think it's an amazing opportunity that these athletes get to practice damn near six days a week with each other. You're mm-hmm. playing basketball every day. You're in school with each other. It's preparing them for the next level, ultimately, because half of them are, or most of them are is in residencies. We have people from BC. We have people from all over, man. It's like everywhere, right? So um, I remember leaving my mom's yard <laughs> and going to college. These guys are leaving their parents' house, you know, at yeah, high 14, school. 15, high school. Even though they're in Canada, you're still away from your parents. Right. Um, so I feel like it's 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 awesome, and it's good to see that the basketball community is blossoming. Um, I'd be kind of concerned if we were in the same um, predicament, or not even predicament, but in the same kind of area um, as we were. You know what I mean? Uh, there's coaches that came in to watch these guys play. Um, live in practice i'm like what is this but (laughs) once again like amazing amazing opportunities for these athletes i just want them like my one thing i always tell them is please be grateful please it like appreciate appreciate everything that um i don't even want to say that we did just the people that are doing now for you um, Mm -hmm. yeah yeah i think i think the opportunities that prep basketball is bringing is good I just think that the, some of the coaches that are running these prep programs need to have these players be humble. A lot of a lot of these players who are in these prep programs aren't very humble because they're prep players. So they're, well, I'm a prep player, so I'm I'm above anyone else. You know what I mean? So I think that that kind of attitude is absorbed from the coach if the coach doesn't set a precedence of like, listen, you're a prep player. But this is earned. Like, you know, you need to be respectful. You're a representation of this program when you're away from, even if you're not in the jersey, you still represent our program because they know you go to this one. So you need to carry yourself with a certain type of um, class, I would say, for a lack of a better word. But because, again, these players are like, they'll treat other people like garbage. Like, you know, their attitude's so shitty. And you're just like, because you go to prep school, that's how you're acting? Like, relax. Like, you know what I mean? Like, they need to, because again, those people may not on the team that may not have offers. You never know if that person is gonna go off to be a doctor or something, and later on down the road they're just like, "Yo, I was on a team with her, and she was a shit teammate, and I don't like that person." You know what I mean? Like, because I've seen people yeah. lose scholarships yeah. over references. Mm-hmm. Your teachers, your your coaches. If you ever had, if you burned bridges with people because you thought you were hot shit, that could come back and bite you in the butt because. You wanted to be this nasty person because you were entitled, because you were a prep basketball player. I think regardless of what your position is in the basketball community, I still think you need to be yeah. a yeah. good citizen, <laughs> yeah. uh, like a good person. A good person. A good person. Yeah. <laughs> Basically. That's it. That's true. Um, so before we wrap this up, do you guys have any advice that you want to give to young female athletes trying to make it to the next level? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to just talk off of personal experience. Um, do not take it for granted. Um, I remember going down to Texas and because I signed at Texas, I felt like I was the shit. I'm just going to put that out there. Um, <laughs> and because of that, it made me complacent. And complacency basically led to ending my basketball career. Um, essentially, I put on weight. I tore my ACL. Um, and then to try to come back from that, doctors were like, you can't. Um, so take everything serious. Don't take anything for granted. Work hard. Enjoy it. Uh, that was the best four years of my life. I would go back in a heartbeat. Um, but it goes so fast. It goes faster than high school for me um I guess because when you're having fun time goes fast um but yeah that's basically my advice man like don't take anything for granted make sure you use 
the coaches you have around you, um, people that you trust uh, to make important decisions. There's a lot of people out there that don't have your best interest in heart. Um, so yeah. Yeah, I think my advice would be like, use the sport, don't let the sport use you. Like, I think a lot of kids stop having fun after a while because these parents invest so much into training their kid hard and don't realize that their kids checked out they're just doing it because you want them to do it I think you should have fun in what you're doing at mastering your craft have fun at mastering your craft and make those sacrifices that's some real good advice because now now it's like you see a lot of uh, I don't want to say failed hoopers but a lot of hoopers that didn't make it they're living kind of vicariously through their kids. Through their children, yeah. A lot of them. A right. lot of them. Um, parents are nightmares nowadays, man. Like, going back to the question, I know we're wrapping it up, but they're nightmares. Um, and yes. One rule that I implemented last year as a head coach was parents cannot talk to me. If mm-hmm. your child wants to know why they're not playing, you need to um, basically, you're holding your kid back by coming and talking to me because when you get to the mm-hmm. next level your your mom and dad you're not going to be able to talk to me and say coach why the hell is my child they will send your ass home like this Facts. you know what i'm saying so i don't know for the parents out there that are listening man like coaches are not getting paid um for this they're volunteering their time um be a little kinder you know what i mean just be a little kinder to them and also, parents, you're a representation of your player as well. So when scouts come yes. and they see you acting a fool in the stands, they're going to be like, your kid's good. Well, I don't want you. I don't want you. You could be holding your kid back. Definitely. Like, that- I think we could end on that. <laughs> All right. Before we get to this final segment, um, I just want to quickly say prayers up to Clay Thompson. Uh yes. Torn Achilles in oh. his, and Tyler uh, his right leg. Tyler, and Tyler Ennis, torn Tyler Achilles. Yeah. yeah, those are tough situations. And it just made me think about um, the Clay Thompson one when you brought up your story. Um, and then he just got back from a ACL tear in his left to tear his Achilles on his right. So prayers up to Tyler Ennis and Clay Thompson. Uh, wish him for the most speedy recovery and can't wait to see them back on the court. It's, it, it's crazy because both of them had injury last year, too, because Clay had his ACL. I think mm-hmm. Tyler had, like, he had a, some, some, some... Two years some in a row. Something in his leg or something. Yeah, like yeah. Some, some kind of, yeah. Like, yeah, so, like, both mm-hmm. of them have, have, like... I mean, I mean Tyler was able to, to get back on the court. Bounce back. Yeah. Yeah. Right, but, um, but but Clay, like, he, mm-hmm. he legitimately is going to miss... Yeah, back. Back. Crazy, right? So, it's yeah. like, that's, that's least, tough. Yeah. And the season's literally, like, two weeks... Yeah. Now, right. So, so, yeah. Like, oh, like, definitely. That yeah. must be like mentally tough, man. Yeah, it's mental a lot to health. it's a lot to get over, and and I think also mm-hmm. with the fact that you overcompensate on one leg once it's injured, yeah. the strain that the strain that happens is I've been so like I keep getting asked like when I'm gonna join back like rec, and I'm like I'm doing a year of physio before I even Bro. think about so doing important. it. Right. Bro, yeah. like I, I, I tore my Achilles what two years ago now? <laughs> two years ago. I tore it a year after you tore yours. Two, <laughs> two years ago. And up till now, I haven't played a game of ball in two years. It took so me to play a game of ball. So I'm like how long did it take me? Because after my I had two surgeries. So I had one ACL and I tore everything. ACL, MCL, LCL, stress yeah. my meniscus, the whole trifecta. Damn. Um then they told me they had to go back in, uh, because my bone was rubbing against each other. So that was kind of like the point where my career ended because they're like, oh, you could play, but you need a knee replacement. And I'm like, I'm 19. Yeah, yeah. What? Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. And you need your knee replaced every 10 years. So I'm like, you know, <laughs> well, it's not that yeah. serious. That's crazy. <laughs> that, that, yeah, that's, that's tough. Yeah, yeah, I just started back hooping. Like, I just started yeah. back. I, I play with um, the staff at our school on Thursday nights, and it feels amazing. So I'm Hoping that you guys can get back out there because it's mentally like mentally, well, it's tough. Like like the the guys at the college ask me all the time. Like they're, they're like, yo, coach, come hoop, come hoop, come hoop. Yeah. Like, and I, even like the young guys, like and like now I'm 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 to the point now where I can get up and jog with them and shoot it. And it's like, mental. And no, it's one hundred percent because like yeah, it's mental. Like my surgeon, 
Um, my doctor, everyone my cleared you. Everyone was like, "Yo, you can yeah. go." You can go. <laughs> like in my head, like it's crazy. Like in the morning, you know, you know, I do that big stretch in the morning. Stretch. Yo, I do that yeah. big stretch, and like, I feel my Achilles like feel my mental, definitely. And you're like, ah. <laughs> 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 a million percent mental is, um, is for sure mental right so that's like, like go, going back to the whole Clay Thompson thing like mental health mental toughness and mental health mental toughness it's 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 like a big thing and like you're you're hearing like a, a bunch of the um bunch of like the pros kind of come out and speak speak mm-hmm. about that now you have like the Rose in and um Kevin Love yeah you guys speaking to that because it's, it's tough because when your brain is telling you one thing and your body is not not responding yeah it's, it's tough it's like yo like what's going on like i used to be able to do this why can't i do this it's just it's just a, a battle with yourself and like that's that's, that's tough and that's not um the last thing i'll say on that is a lot of people use sports for their mental health so when they're yeah. not able yep. to do that they have to find a new way that like if for me it's like i've never played tried to play anything professionally or on any type of level except for rec but like i do multi-sport here i do slow pitch i do basketball so you i was doing sports three days a week and now it was zero so i had to find something else to kind of take that time and direct my energy which is why like the the podcast is always great because it allows me to like actually speak to people and and have those conversations and they have similar interests. So everyone just invest in your mental health. That's one of the key things we want to say, invest in your mental health and prayers up for Clay Thompson and Tyler Ennis. Speedy recovery. Uh, So we reached a part of the podcast where we get to promote our social media and anything that we might possibly be working on or anything that we want uh, our audience to know about. So uh, we'll start with Coach. Uh, yeah, I mean, you guys know my IG is real deal underscore Francis. Um, yeah, I mean, the gyms out here in Alberta has been closed for the last week. Uh, as you guys have already known, like, they, they, they shut down uh, the CCAA season this year. So, no hoops for us this year. But we're hoping to get back in the gym with the guys maybe in a few weeks. Like, maybe end of, end of November, beginning of December, hopefully. Um but yeah, like now it's just about kind of just doing the whole youth, the youth stuff that I'm doing right now with uh, you know, obviously my shirt, CYDC. So I'm doing a bunch of the youth stuff right now. So that's 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 been my main focus and kind of just stay home. With my daughter, uh, she just turned mm-hmm. one in September. So oh, congrats! Yeah, thank you, thank you. Yeah, so so it's been uh, it's been a blessing and a curse to, to be able to be home and stuff with her. But um, who are you telling? I have a two year old. My son just turned two. <laughs> oh my daycares! Shout out to you guys. Um, yeah, it's tough. You guys, you're not get paid enough. I will pay those people what they want. I promise. Right. <laughs> so and then and then like, yeah. So but like that's been the best thing for me. So like I've been able to kind of just watch her grow and all that stuff. Where I where if I was like if COVID wasn't here and I was up and down like right now we'd be like in traveling. We we'd be in the middle of the season right now. You know, mm-hmm. so like it would be, be like I'd be traveling on the road, wouldn't be home and all that stuff. So, um, yeah. So I'm fortunate that I'm home, um, but I'm ready for COVID to be over now. Facts. Uh, Shanice? All right. Well, my IG is Shan, S H A N, B Ball. Um, I'm really not promoting anything, guys. I'm trying to get rich in my sleep. Um, <laughs> probably like everybody else in the world, <laughs> but that's what I'm on. <laughs> I hear that for sure, man. That's, that's, that's about it. That's what it is for sure, man. For sure. Short and simple. Tamara? <laughs> uh, um, my IG, I mean, I would say my IG, forgive the name. It was a nickname given to me when I was playing with my school. But it is Big Teaser 23. <laughs> I like how you whispered that. <laughs> You know what? I'll put it, I'll put it in small letters so it goes with your whisper at the bottom of the screen. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I was I'm not really promoting anything. I'm just no, saying for all those people who do work in childcare like myself, because I do I work in childcare like Shanice mentioned. That um yeah man, it's it's hard out here for us. <laughs> but, um, we we appreciate it. Stay safe keep your kids safe we're trying our best so be patient with us <laughs> definitely yeah 
Dwayne. Keep going over there, Francis. I know we're about to wrap it up, but I see you. Yeah, I'm. I'm like Lamar, <laughs> Lamar just threw a pick, and I want to throw my my laptop right now. <laughs> 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 um, but yeah. Yeah, my IG is Chaz, T-H-A-S, underscore Tenenbaum, and yeah, that's it. All right. And for me, I always have the long-winded one, so uh, just allow me. Uh, make sure to follow me on Instagram and Twitter at the Senator. Um, check out my Twitch page, uh, the Senator one um, Don't forget to check out the Not-So-Soft podcast that comes out every Friday with myself, Nino Rockwell, and Kino the Great. Um, don't forget to check out my Twitch stream on with the SL Entertainment team. We DJ live from eight to late Mountain Time, so that's ten to late Eastern Time, and that's Twitch.tv/sl underscore ent. Don't forget to follow the Chat Room Podcast Instagram page at the dot pod. And if you have any topics or if you have any suggestions of ideas of what we should do with the podcast, don't forget to send it to our email chat the chat room pod at gmail.com i told you it was a long-winded one my, my god um but yeah this has been the chat room podcast uh before we even wrap this up i just want to thank both of you guys once again for coming on here it was our honor no having you on here thank uh, you thank you, thank you very much you guys did bring a lot of good stories and i think the advice that you gave is really important for young athletes not even just young athletes just People. people in general to yeah. actually actually listen to and and use those words because those are words of wisdom so thank you once again thank you guys problem thank you. thank you and this has been the chat room podcast your favorite ballers favorite podcast and we are out peace Bye.